What's up, everyone? Welcome to the NG English Show. My name is John Drummond, or Yang Haolin. Hi, 大家好，欢迎回到 NG 英文。我是 Stephanie。今天的来宾是一位非常有才华的制作人以及创业家。接下来就让我们来欢迎 Vicky. Today I am joined by a superstar, producer, entrepreneur, language lover, bupamafa lover, sometimes, <laughs> and so much more. So, everyone, please welcome Vicky. Hey, Vicky. <laughs> hey, thank you for having me. Yes, I'm a Bopomofa lover, <laughs> <laughs> a forest Bopomofa lover. Back in was it 19 like 85? 1983. Amazing. Telling my age, but yes. Well, it, I mean, I think it's it's so cool because we're gonna dive into kind of all of that and the story of you with the U.S. and the story of Taiwan and. Really, now the beautiful story of you coming back to Taiwan with your husband to start a company. So, before we maybe do all of that, I was thinking, could we give a little introduction? Who is the woman, the myth, the legend, Miss <laughs> Vicky? Thank you for having me, John. So I'm Vicky Chang Zhang Xiaofen. You know, to all my Chinese family,、um, born in Taipei, raised in the States, and then came back to Taiwan in 1983. So that's where I learned my Mandarin. That's <laughs> awesome. So maybe we can start today with some of the work that you're doing since you came back. I believe in COVID, crazy, you decided you and your husband, I believe, decided to move back to Taiwan and really cultivate the next generation of talent here in Taiwan and and start to build stories and TV shows and dramas for that age. Is that is that a, a kind of summary there for you? That's a great summary. <laughs> so, <laughs> so our goal was to create Mandarin-speaking talent based here in Taiwan, but for the global market. And we wanted to start with the age of between fifteen and nineteen. So this is the age, the Disney Channel age, the Nickelodeon age, where you start、oh. grabbing them. So dear. Right, start grabbing them young, and you train them. It's kind of like the soccer model. You have to start them young, and you train them as you go up. So we really wanted to try that out here. So our American partners sent us here to create a show called Shaka After Class. Oh, I love Shaka. <laughs> that makes me think of the song. It's like. Ten minutes in the shaka. Is, do you remember that? I, I like Shifu and Joe and Shaka. Oh, oh my gosh! Wow. Well, basically, it, that's what the show is. It's、okay. a ten minute in between in between periods of that recess moment in Taiwanese、uh, high school life.、Mm. So we created a series out of nothing. We we got here end of 2021 in the height of COVID. We had no script, no director, no nothing. Just here we are. And lo and behold, we found a writer. We found a director. We went to five different high schools, and we casted over 400 real high school students to be in this show. And、um, yeah, we found these really cute 13, 13 really great teenagers to be in our Shaka series, and we shot three episodes. So we did it the American way. We shot a, a pilot,、mm-hmm. thinking, okay, well, then then we'll raise funds to create the next six episodes. But so we're still we're still in fundraising mode for that. But Ultimately, we just want to create Mandarin-speaking content for starting at the younger ages, high school and college, and then we also have tons of content, tons of story ideas for the young adult market as well. So I think Taiwan, Taiwan has so much talent, and not just semiconductor, and not just in the STEM world, but Taiwan is just a I don't know. It's like this, like breeding ground of just talent in general. Like、mm-hmm. I feel like Taiwan doesn't really know how much talent they have and how many resources they have.、Um, 
So, yeah, I'm really happy to be here. And I know Taiwan has so much potential. If they just get the younger generation cultivated up here upstream and then downstream, you need to have actual scripts and stories for high school and college kids to to be in. So they have a portfolio and they have a reel to showcase as they get better and better. Of course, they're not going to be Oscar worthy performances at age 16, but you, you have to let them be in movies and be in scripts and be in these TV shows to kind of, you know, further their craft. Mm. I love it, Vicky. And yeah, you know, thinking about my experience, what growing up watching Nickelodeon and, and the Disney Channel, it wasn't older actors pretending to be high school kids. Right. Maybe there was a, some of that, but I believe there was a lot of this, hey, let's find these actors when they're 10, 12, 15. Mm-hmm. Let's give them opportunities. You were not watching it for an Oscar, you know, for an Emmy, <laughs> but you were connecting with them and you kind of grew up with them during that time. And so it sounds like that's what you're doing here in Taiwan. That's what we're trying to do. Yes, for sure. And it's it's a little challenging because of the school system. Mm. Um, they have the cram school in Bushiban. So we really went to the performing arts schools first, but we did have an open audition, open call for everyone. So we did get a couple of that's a really typical public high school. And they're out there. These kids that might be in Putong, Gaozong, you know, the very academic, high-level academic high schools, there are mm-hmm. a lot of kids in there that love to perform. And for whatever reason, they're not allowed to. But deep down, they love to dance. They love to sing. They love to act. So we're trying to give them itiaolu, <laughs> a way <I> yeah. <laughs> a way to kind of do what they really want to do instead of, I always say, not everyone is a STEM kid. Mm-hmm. So if you're not a STEM, I'm a, I'm a makeup artist by trade. I've been a makeup artist for over 25 years and doing hair and doing makeup in the entertainment industry. So it shows you got great style. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so I was like, who's this rock star that just walked in? <laughs> so there needs to be a itiaolu, mm-hmm. a way for some of these kids to, to, to chase after something that, you know, maybe I don't want to be a doctor. Right. I know it's like blasphemy, but to go against your parents, but. Sometimes, you know, you kind of just have to stand up. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Is the slogan of your TV channel going to be Itiaolu? <laughs> <laughs> well, the name of our company is Rising Storm Global Ooh. Entertainment. So, you know, we're causing storms. Do you have storms. a Chinese for that? Sangsen Guoji. Nice. Sangsen Guoji. Causing storms. <laughs> Shaking up the sea. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's beautiful. And so you've co-founded this. And so thinking maybe a little bit about the future, you did paint a beautiful picture there, but what would you say is some of the roadblocks that you are facing? You you touched on the kids not being able maybe to get out of school and dealing with the bushi bonds, mm-hmm. but are there other roadblocks that you feel that it's it's hindering the cultivation at this moment? There are two points. One is the bushi ban and the cram school element that you know parents are they let their kids do everything that they want up until elementary school, yes, and then starting in middle school. Everything stops. No more drawing, no more piano, no more. It's just school. Unless they were like a prodigy. Right. <laughs> like, then you can go to recital. <laughs> right. So there's that element. Um, the, all the creative things just stop mm-hmm. after fifth grade. I think that's really sad. Um, so there's that element, the, the pressure from family. And the second element is the isu, mm. what I call yeah. syndrome. Um, and, in the States, you know, the kids treat it as a business and they do their audition. They, they're very confident that, you know, their parents schlep them around to audition. Some of them are homeschooled mm-hmm. because they're, they're so busy and they treat it as a business. 
it's not like I'm going to be famous, but right. they treat it as, okay, I make all this money. How do I invest? How do I make sure I'm taken care of? How do I make sure I'm eating properly? I'm exercising. I'm sleeping. They, these kids, even at such a young age, they're trained to treat it as a business and they're very confident about it. Mm-hmm. And I feel culturally speaking, Taiwan has that. You can't stand out. You have to stand quietly in the corner. And if you you're being a show off. Mm-hmm. And I just, I remember growing up, people would always say that in the eighties, like about me, like, oh, and I used to think to myself, what does that even mean? Like, all I'm doing is walking down the street and then, and I, I just, I, I don't really get it. So, and a lot of times it's like you do something and you do it well, you have to pretend you're not doing it well and you have to go, oh, 不好意思. So er, there's culturally like an embarrassment of being good at something. Like you're not allowed to be good at something and you have to downplay yourself. I see a lot of that. So I think those two things, um, the family element, the Bushiban cram school, and then just the, Treat it as a business and be confident the fact that you're doing something mm-hmm. and you do it well and you do it with confidence and that's who you are, but it's also your business. I love it. And connecting that, my my brother was a, a Disney kid. He did all of that, the LA circuit, mm. and my mom became his manager. <laughs> and I look back at that time, though, my brother became so self-efficient, even though, yes, my mother was is driving him around. The level of confidence because he dealt with rejection so much and the resilience that he has now mm-hmm. and he's an entrepreneur now and he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I get turned down by investments, but it's fine. You know, like that's part of it. And I'm like, oh, I love you. And I think he learned that in the in that confidence building phase. You, know? you have to learn to you have to learn to fail. Mm. And Taiwanese, unfortunately, you're not allowed to fail. So when people, when kids fail, they don't know what to do. They don't know how to stand back up. Yeah, right. And they think they take it so personally, and they stay down and they beat themselves up. So it's just, it's really, it's unfortunate, and that's why I want to create a different agency. So my company is also an agency as well, and I kind of want to cultivate a healthier way of being a management company. Mm, I love it. Well, Vicky, I wish you and the team so much success, and I'm excited to. Can can people watch the pilots already? Yeah. For Saka. Um, I'm going to post it. <laughs> Forgive me. I'm not a very big YouTuber, but I'm trying my best to like look at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I really want to put this trailer up on YouTube. So I, once we get the okay from our for our American investor, I'm going to put it up. So cool. it's coming. It's called Shaka. So the trailer will be up soon on YouTube. Amazing. Congratulations. 来宾说他是在台北出生的那后来他们美国的合伙人就派他们来台湾制作这个节目那他们的节目是只有十分钟就是先拍前几集才能募到一些资金
。他们说，他们最终是希望可以创造更多的中文内容给年轻的观众，像是高中生或是大学生。那他认为，其实，在台湾有非常多有才华的人，并不是只有半导体而已。那因为其实像国外这些迪士尼演员，大多都是跟观众年纪差不多的。那因为其实观众并不是为了看他们得奥斯卡奖，而是觉得跟他们有共鸣。来宾说，他一开始在找人的时候，其实有点挑战。因为台湾学校的体制跟补习班的关系，所以他们首先找到的是表演艺术类型的高中。那后来他们也有公开甄选，像是有一些公立高中的学生，那他们希望能够提供给他们另一条路的选择，做他们自己热爱的事情，而不是试着达到父母的期望。那来宾说，他现在遇到的问题有两个，第一个就是来宾提到的，其实大多数的家长会在小学之后就不让他们上一些才艺课，像是画画、学钢琴之类的。那他们就是以读书为主，除非小孩是天才，他才能够去学这些。来宾认为这些有创意的东西都在五年级的时候停止了，其实很可惜。那另一个问题，他就称为不好意思症。现在美国的这些儿童演员其实都把演戏当做是一门生意，他们会去试镜，而且非常自信的知道他们父母会带他们去试镜，甚至让他们自学，因为他们真的太忙了。他们通常都不会以成名为目标，而是当成这种事赚钱的方式。并且也要想着要如何照顾好自己跟投资自己，但他认为在文化上，台湾就是会教育小孩不要出风头这件事情，好像出风头就是在炫耀。尤其如果你在某一方面很厉害的时候，就必须得谦虚跟不好意思。所以来宾认为，这种教育体系跟家庭文化教育是他两个最常看见的问题。那他们的下课系列接下来会在 YouTube 上面播出预告片，所以如果有兴趣的人，千万别错过哦。那我们来复习一下刚刚来宾跟主持人提到的一些片语跟词汇。第一个是 recess，recess，r e c e s s， 意思是下课的时间。第二个是 fundraising，fundraising，f u n d r a i s i n g， 意思是募资。那第三个是 blasphemy，blasphemy，b l a s p h e m y。意思是亵渎以及不敬。那最后就是 recital， recital， R E C I T A L， 意思是独奏会。那我们继续来听接下来的专访吧。Well, I was hoping we could switch gears a little bit to some more of this incredible story that maybe will have to be a future script of yours of really just the story of Taiwan in America. And so maybe in your own words. Can you share some of that kind of high-level summary of when was the U.S. and then when was Taiwan when you came back as a, I believe, a high schooler? So my story. Eventually, I'm going to do an autobiography. I think I've been told, but、uh, <laughs> maybe we'll shoot it myself. It's going to call Buhais. <laughs> <laughs> I might take that. I might yeah, credit you. <laughs> um. So yeah, like most Taiwanese family back in the day, I was born in Taiwan, born in Taipei actually, and then my parents immigrated to the states when I was two in the seventies. And、um, yeah, my dad. We landed in K State in Kansas, Manhattan, Kansas. <laughs> yeah, I was like,、um, we might have to say what that means. Yeah, I mean, people don't know K State, <laughs> Kansas State University. And、um, yeah, grew up in the breadbasket of the United States. And then my parents got divorced in 1983. And unfortunately, my dad is the one that had to haul me back here to Taiwan. So that was the agreement between them. And of course, I. Did not want to come. This was me, nineteen eighty-three. I thought I was Fair Fawcett with the hair and Daisy Dukes and you know all that kind of stuff. So, I came, that's how I came. I came with long curly、mm-hmm. hair,、um, wearing Daisy Dukes at age thirteen, and then I went. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's the all American yeah, kid right, back in right. the day. So I was listening to like <laughs> like alternative rock, having opinions. Well, I was listening to like Journey in nice. Chicago. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say eighty three <laughs> was probably a little late. I was yeah nineties kid, so. It's a different time. But yeah, so I, my first year, my seventh grade year, I was at Dominican International School. Anybody in Dots, that's, mm. that was my first um, introduction to Taiwan was Dots, uh, Dominican International School. And then my dad, of course, being very Asian, says to me in the summer, he says, Basically, you're an embarrassment because you can't speak Chinese. So his idea was... You need to go to regular Chinese Taiwanese school. Mind you, this is 1983. Back then, you had to chop off your hair right underneath your earlobe mm. and literally like a shiguato and then, <laughs> then a barrette on either side <laughs> and, and no layers, no nothing. It was literally a bowl and, you know, around. Yeah. So mind you, just imagine my hair is like Farrah Fawcett hair and I had to chop off my hair. I was crying. I was just bawling. Anyway, so in between seventh and eighth grade summer, he sends me across the street to an elementary school teacher as a private tutor. Mm. And I start at Bopo Mofa like at 13. And we just crammed Bopo Mofa and elementary from from Inenji to Sunenji, first grade to fourth grade. All in one summer, I crammed it in all in one summer, and then he puts me in eighth grade, and drew and Guozong and Taizong. So I'm a drew and Guozong the and it was like the top of the line class. It was like for geniuses. Okay, they put me in that class. Okay, and I'll never forget my first day of class. It was eight o'clock in the morning. Guowenke Zong, Chinese lit. It was eight o'clock in the morning, and the Chinese teacher calls my name and makes me stand there and read Kongzi. But I can't read Kongzi. So I only knew like two letters, two characters in the entire thing. So that was my introduction to Chinese, Taiwanese school system. And then back in those days, they had a Baozong, Gaozong. So I didn't have to do the Gaozong Lian Kao and just went straight to Taizong Jiasong. So if anybody remembers me from Taizong Jiasong, I was, I, I graduated in 1988. I lost touch with all my Taizong Jiaosong people. So if you're out there, let me know. <laughs> so then Amazing. that's how I got to learn Mandarin. And then after that, I went back to the States and never looked back. <laughs> and then, dun, dun, dun. And then 40 years later, 40 years here. later, COVID <laughs> is like, are you sure about that? And so you came back and we were talking a little bit off air because there's four pillars of this company that you've created. And one of them is English. And so maybe we can talk about kind of the the marrying here of of the arts and this language where how does English play into now your company? I just think to establish a production company and talent agency in Taiwan, if you want to be an agent or a manager, it's not just, okay, here's a couple emails and here's some auditions. It's not just that. I think as a manager, you need to be responsible for their training as far as acting, dancing, singing. And Mm -hmm. the fourth pillar is English. As acting, singing, dancing, mm-hmm. English. Right. Boom. <laughs> because I feel as a global yeah. entertainer, you have to have English. It's no longer okay just to have your either Mandarin or Korean or Japanese or whatever. You know, you have f- film festivals all over the world. Right. You know, you need to be able to prom- like go on the road and promote your movie or show. So it's really important. You can't just go oh, well, you know, there's more people that speak Mandarin in the world. I don't need to learn English. I just don't think that's 
a good enough excuse anymore. And the same, the same goes both ways. As an English speaker, as an American, you can't just say, Oh, that's it. Everybody needs to speak English. I think as an English speaker, you also need to learn a new language as well. So just globally now as entertainers, I think everyone should learn a new language. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love it. It's, it's really true. And like you said, as you go and you promote these different works you're doing, oftentimes you, you're going to have to be using English still at this moment anyway. And so, yeah, very cool that your agency is thinking about that. Mm-hmm. And so then for your own journey, as you came back and you started learning Mandarin, do you remember then anything that really helped you along the lines of learning? Anything practical that our audience here on NG England could take away? Learning Mandarin, you mean? Yeah. Yes. Um, it's definitely um, immersion. Mm-hmm. Just like if you go to the States as if you're Taiwanese, don't go to New York. <laughs> don't go to L.A., don't yeah. go to Houston. The Chinatowns. <laughs> go to Nebraska. Go to Ohio. Go somewhere where there's no Asians. That way you're forced to speak English. It's the same coming here. Like I was forced to learn Mandarin because no one spoke English. So mm-hmm. I had to learn it. I had to speak it. I had to write it. I had to learn how to read it. So as much as you can, even if you're in Taiwan and you're a native Taiwanese, Go to a lot of these mixers. Go to all, a lot of these like foreign mixers, um, you know, happy hour. Just purposely go to all these exclusive foreign events and practice your English. I think that's the only way to do it. Just immerse yourself in that kind of situation. Mm. Yeah, I love it. 来宾说他是在台湾台北出生的，但是后来搬到了美国的堪萨斯州。那直到父母在一九八三年的时候离婚了，来宾才跟随着父亲回来台湾。那当时他就读台北的道明外侨学校。那到了暑假的时候，来宾的父亲对他说：“你身为一个中国人，居然一句中文都不会说，非常的丢脸。”所以，他父亲就决定把他转到台湾的公立学校。那来宾也分享，因为当时其实是有法禁的时期，所以他的头发从长发被剪成了西瓜头，让他非常崩溃。那后来，他父亲又带他去上了私人家教课程，学注音，然后用了一个暑假的时间，逼他学习注音跟幼稚园到四年级的所有课程内容。然后后来他就送来宾去台中的高中了。那来宾记得他上课的第一天的时候，被国文老师要求读孔子，但他却只看得懂两个字。后来他毕业后就回了美国，直到四十年后他才再次决定回来。来宾认为，在台湾要创立一间制作公司跟经纪公司，最重要的有四件事情，那就是除了帮他们找试镜之外，也要负责帮他们训练演技、歌唱、舞蹈跟英文，因为身为一个国际艺人，就必须要会英文。尤其现在有非常多的电影节都在全球举行，所以他们会需要推广自己的电影或是电视剧。那他认为，就算是以英文为母语的演员，也需要学习另一个语言，因为在这个国际市场上就是需要的。那来宾会给在学习语言的人的建议，就是要将自己沉浸在那个环境当中。像如果要去美国学习英文的人，他会建议去美国的中部，因为那边几乎没有亚洲人，所以就会被迫使用英文。或是如果在台湾的话，也可以找比较多外国人的场合去练习英文。那我们继续来听接下来的专访吧。Couldn't agree more. Well, Vicky, unfortunately, we are coming to the end of the show here. But a question I'd love to end with is if you could go back and talk to that long-haired, was it thirteen-year-old Daisy Duke wearing <laughs> cool chick? Would there be any advice you would have given yourself about language, career, life, anything? I think just go for it, and if it doesn't work out. 
try something else. Like, don't take yourself too seriously and just surround yourself with great friends. I had a group of great friends during my whole tenure here. And if it wasn't for them, I think it would have been a terrible situation because I had, I got bullied in high school too. So I definitely surround myself with great people. I love it. Beautiful advice. Just go for it was the the phrase. Just go for it. Don't be afraid and just get back up when you fall down. Mm, I love it. 来宾会给年轻自己的建议就是做就对了，如果不行的话，就试试看别的东西，别把自己看得太严肃。那同时也要让自己身边围绕一群很棒的朋友。那我们就谢谢今天的来宾 Vicky。Well, very, very cool, Vicky. Where can people find some more of your life online? I know you said you're 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 branching out at the moment, but maybe where can people find the agency? Can can people reach out if they can audition for you? How does this work right now? So right now, I. All my stuff is on Instagram, so、nice. the Instagram is—I don't know if you want me to. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, if you could say it too. It's、uh, Vicky Chang Seven Eleven is my personal. <laughs> Are you born Seven Eleven? Okay, I was、yeah. gonna say. I、so、was like, I doubt it. Every time you see Seven Eleven, you'll just think of me. So Vicky Chang V I C K I E C H A N G Seven Eleven is my Instagram handle, and then from there,、um, Rising Storm Global, you'll see all the ads. And then Shaka, you'll see that as well. So if you go to my Vicky Chang Seven Eleven Instagram, you'll see everything. And then、um, there's also a Linktree link that goes back to our company as well. Cool, awesome. I love it, Vicky Chang Seven Eleven. Very cool. All right, Vicky. Well, thank you for joining us on the NG English Show, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on the NG English Show. Please go follow along with Vicky at Vicky Chang Seven Eleven, or myself, John Drummond Eight Nine, or Young Howen. All right, everyone. Stay curious. Stay hungry. We'll talk to you next time. Much love. Peace.、Bye. All right. Well, that is our NG Ingwen show for today. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and now Spotify. You can search NG Ingwen, or you can search on IG NG English I C R T. And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday morning from six thirty to seven, and Wednesday night from nine to nine thirty. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye bye.